The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. I add up figures all day long and this adds up to me. There's better taste in Lucky Strike cause LSMFT. That's absolutely right. Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. A racehorse jockey never knows just who will set the pace. But when it comes to taste and smokes, those Lucky's win the race. Take this tip. Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky. Strike, be happy, go lucky. Go lucky, strike today. Friends, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. And we mean that. You see, Lucky's have a taste all of their own. It's perfect. Yes, Lucky's give you mildness, richness, and smoothness. Everything you want for more smoking enjoyment. And the reason is fine tobacco. For fine tobacco and only fine tobacco always gives you a better tasting cigarette. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. So light up a Lucky, and you'll agree with the millions of smokers who know Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Yes, for complete smoking enjoyment, be happy, go lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Remember, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. On this beautiful day, we find Jack and the gang in the backyard practicing archery. Uh, do I hold the bow like this, Jack? Yes, Mary. Now pull the string all the way back. That's it. Now take aim. Let go. <laughs> Say! Hey, that was pretty good, Mary. Not bad. You know, you only missed the bullseye by three inches. Yeah, that's pretty good, Liv. Now it's my turn. Stand back a little, Mary. You too, Phil. Watch me hit the bullseye. Here I go. <laughs> Move the target. <laughs> Nobody move them, target chief. You just stink them. <laughs> oh, stop. Now hand me, hand me another arrow, Mary. Here you are. Now stand aside, everybody. Here I go. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> hey, what happened? The arrow fell out and he got his head caught in the bow. <laughs> Well, if you kids would stop bothering me, I can hit that target at 100 yards. I'm an expert marksman. Some marksman. You have to put a bombsight on your finger to dial a phone. <laughs> bombsight, bombsight. <laughs> now, if you'll cut out the talking, I'll show you that I can do it. Ready? Aim? Good luck, Mr. Benny. Dennis, be quiet. Now, everybody, be quiet. 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 Yeah. Ready? Aim? Quiet! Dennis, please. Now, if everybody will shut up, I'll show you. 
Phil, get away from in front of that target. What, and get hit? <laughs> now, don't be funny and stand aside. Ready? Aim? Oh, Mr. Benny, would you let Mary hold your bow and arrow for a minute? What for? I want to bend over and tie my shoelace. <laughs> now, don't worry, I'm not aiming at you. Now, stand back, everybody, and give me room. Ready? Aim. Hi, everybody. Hmm. Hey, little dancer. Nothing but interruptions. I'm trying to get a bullseye. You couldn't get a bullseye if you were Elsie the cow. <laughs> well, that's a clever remark. I didn't know they sold jokes in bottles. Yeah, you can get them in a pinch. Now cut that <laughs> And since you're such a wise guy, Phil, I'll bet you a dime that I can take this bow and arrow and shoot an apple off Don Wilson's head. Now put up or shut up. Hey, wait a minute. Okay, Jackson, it's a bet. Now just a second. Here's my dime. Here's my dime. Okay. Here, Mary, you hold the money. Gee, and I'm not even bonded. <laughs> just hold it. Now, Don, take this apple. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I'm not going to stand here with an apple on my head and take the chance. Don, Phil and I are betting. What have you got to lose? <laughs> huh? It's too dangerous. I'm not going to do it. Don, have you read your contract? On page 12, volume 6, paragraph 3, is the apple shooting clause. <laughs> which also includes tasting my food when I go to NBC banquets. <laughs> Now, Don, put that apple on your head and go stand by that tree. Oh, all right. Now, watch this, Phil. Ready? Aim? Don. Don, would you mind turning that apple around a little? Why? There's a worm peeking out at me. It makes me nervous. I think he's peeking on a worm. You can't tell one end from the other. <laughs> they had the same trouble with me when I was born. <laughs> They did not. Then why did the doctor slap my face? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure he had a good reason. <laughs> now, quiet, everybody. And, Don, stand perfectly still so the apple won't fall off your head. Jack, I'm not going to stand Don, here. Don, put that apple back on. Oh, all right. And put it in the middle of your head. Don't try to look sporty. <laughs> Okay, now, watch this, kids. Ready? Aim. What happened? Uh, the arrow went right through a window in your house. Oh, my goodness. Rochester! Rochester, where are you? I'm in here, boss, in the den. Well, thank heaven. Well, I'm calling you. Why don't you come out? I can't. I'm pinned to the wall. <laughs> the wall. Rochester. Oh, it's all right, boss. It only went through my sleeve. Oh, then let me... Wait a minute. Why have you got the phone in your hand? When I saw the arrow coming, I dialed for his lawn. <laughs> oh, stop. Now, hold still, Rochester, while I pull the arrow out of the wall. <clears throat> there. Oh, Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny. 
Now, what do you want? Do you mind if I tell you something? No, what? If they made me a king, I'd still be a slave to you. <laughs> well, that certainly came out of left field. <laughs> what made you say that? Well, that's the first line of the song I'm gonna sing on the program. Do you wanna hear it before I go home? Yes, if you promise to go home right afterwards. Okay. Oh. Dennis, very good. But when you do it on the show, I want you to be sure. <laughs> well, he kept his promise. He went home. <laughs> Sometimes that... If that's Dennis again, I'm going to fire him. If they made me a king, I'd still be a... Eh, I better keep him. I'm a baritone. <laughs> Oh. oh, oh, it's you, Mr. Mr. Collins, Joseph Collins from the Office of the Collector of Internal Revenue. And uh, you remember my assistant, Herbert Thompson? Yes, yes. Uh, how do you do? How do you do? <laughs> come, come right in, gentlemen. Uh, sit down. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, I, I didn't expect to see you fellas again. I thought we settled my income tax problem last week. Well, so did we, Mr. Benny. But the Department of Internal Revenue still feels that you're not taking full advantage of your legal deductions. We want to be fair with you. Fair with me? Yes, we still feel that any man who earned as much as you did last year must have spent more than $17 on entertainment. <laughs> well, that's all I spent, $17. That's what we told the head of our department, but he just wouldn't believe it. So uh, he called the chief of the Federal Income Tax Bureau here in California and explained it to him. Oh, and what did the, the chief do? He called Washington, D.C. <laughs> and what did Washington do? They're throwing the whole thing into the U.N. <laughs> Gee, I, I never thought that I'd become an international issue here. Well, now, Mr. Benny, and please believe us, yours is such a unique case that we're very anxious to help you. I know, I know. Well, now, you've listed an item here, taking Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman to the Macambo, and you spent $3.90. <laughs> I took Miss Livingston, too. <laughs> and you only spent $3.90? Are you sure? Well, I, I can't remember spending any more. Well, uh, perhaps if we talk to Mr. Coleman, he might remember the incident. Well, he might recall something about it. I don't know. He lives right next door. Oh, good, good. We'll drop over to see him. Well, goodbye, Mr. Goodbye, Benny. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, gentlemen. That's mm. uh, unbelievable, Herb. Unbelievable. In all the years I've been with the Internal Revenue Department, I've never come across anything like this. Have you? Only once. I checked over a man's return, and for that year, he only spent $22 on entertainment. Was he in show business? No, he was a prisoner at San Quentin. Oh. <laughs> in solitary yet. <laughs> oh, say, that must be the Coleman's house over there. Oh, yes. I wonder if they're home. Fill your cup again, Ronnie. Yes, please, Benita. Uh, lemon or cream? Uh, cream. One lump or two? Uh, two. You know, Benita, some people drink this Hadakal straight. <laughs> Clothes. We have to have dinner and the picture starts at... Uh, I'll see who it is. Now, where's my... Oh, here it is. Oh, Ronnie, why do you always take a pen along? They may not even want your autograph. <laughs> well, maybe you're right, darling. Coming! Yes? Are you Mr. Ronald Coleman? Yes, I am. Well, we're from the office of the Collector of Internal Revenue. Yip! <laughs> Now, calm down, Mr. Coleman. It's not in reference to you that we're here. It's uh, concerning the income tax return of your neighbor, Jack Benny. Good, good. <laughs> I, 
I, I'm afraid you don't understand. You see, last year, Mr. Benny earned $375,000. $375,000? Yes, and according to his return, he spent $17 for entertainment. That much? <laughs> Mr. Coleman, only $17. Well, why would he have to spend more? He borrows everything from us. <laughs> well, uh, we'd like to come in and talk to you. Well, of course, of course. Come right in. Who is it, Ronnie? Uh, it's two men from the income tax department. Yikes! <laughs> no, 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 darling, no. It's, uh, it's not about us. Right this way, gentlemen. Uh, this is Mrs. Coleman. Pleased to meet you. How do you do? I'm Joseph Collins, and this is my assistant, Herbert Thompson. How do you do? Now, when are you sending Mr. Benny to jail? <laughs> no, no, Mr. Coleman. There's nothing wrong with Mr. Benny's tax return. In fact, it's just the other way around. We don't think he's being fair to himself. What? We're sure we can get him a refund, but Mr. Benny doesn't seem to be interested in getting any money back. I see. Uh, uh, Benita, I'll humor them. You look in the paper and see where they've escaped from. <laughs> now, Mr. Coleman, we hate to bother you, but uh, Mr. Benny has an item we'd like to talk to you about. Now, this one right here. $3.90 for taking you and Mrs. Coleman to the Macambo. Do you recall that night... Mr. Collins, that and the time the garbage truck turned over on our front lawn are two incidents that are burned in my memory. <laughs> well, uh, uh, just to satisfy our curiosity, would you mind describing that evening to us? You see, we'd like to know how anyone could take a party of four to the Macambo and only spend $3.90. Well, perhaps I can enlighten you. It was early last year and Jack had invited us to the Macambo. <laughs> the evening started off normally enough, as a matter of fact, we danced a while before ordering dinner. I enjoy dancing with you, Ronnie. Oh, thank you, Mary, but the pleasure is mine. Uh, here, let me help you with the chair. Gosh, Benita, it was wonderful dancing with you. Well, thank you, Jack. I never enjoyed waltzing so much. Yes. It's a shame the band was playing a rumba. <laughs> oh, I... I hadn't noticed. <clears throat> Well, there they go again. Would you care for another dance, Benita? Well, all right. Uh, Mary, would you like to dance again? No, thanks. I'm a little tired. I've been on my feet all day. On your feet? Yes, it's Saturday. I still help out at the May Company. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then we'll just sit here and talk. Uh, say, Ronnie, uh, do you mind if I ask you something personal? Personal? Yes, I keep hearing rumors that, well, that you don't like Jack too much. Well... Oh, um, I know he has his faults, but but he means well. Well, maybe so, but why can't he mean well to somebody else? <laughs> if it were Jack alone, it might not be so bad, but it's those ridiculous people that are on the show with you. What do you mean? Well, that Phil Harris person. It's amazing, the character he portrays on the radio. Does he carry on like that in real life? Uh, shall we look under the table and see? <laughs> Oh, come now, Mary. <laughs> you're, you're making that up. Yes, but the odds are in my favor. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't guess the right table. But, you know, he isn't a bad fellow. Gee, Benita, you really are a swell dancer. Well, maybe it's because I'm so fond of dancing. You must be. Whoops! 
Oh, I'm sorry, Benita. I, I didn't mean to step on your toe. Did it hurt? No. Thank heavens you're wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> well, I like them. They're so comfy, you know. Oh, Jack, wait a second. You'd better get your handkerchief. I accidentally smeared some lipstick on your lapel. Oh, that's all right. I'll wipe it off when we get to the table. No, no, no. If Ronnie sees it, he'll be terribly angry. Oh, I didn't know Ronnie was jealous. He's not, but it's his tuxedo. <laughs> oh, I thought Rochester returned it. Gee, this is a catchy tune. Hey, look. The night is young, the skies are clear. It's like a lucky, you like it, dear. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's delovely. LSM, MFT, LSMFT, that's for me. It's delightful, it's delicious, it's delovely. You can tell when you puff. That a lucky strike will never be rough Yes, sirree, you'll agree that luckies are mild They're made of fine tobacco Round and firm, fully packed A perfect cigarette, that's a fact It's so LS, it's so MF It's so LSM, it's so MFT It's delightful, it's delovely It's the happy, the lucky Here's our table, Benita. Uh, did you enjoy the dance, Benita? Well, yes, it was uh, interesting. <laughs> Here, Benita, let me pull your chair out for you. Oops! <laughs> Pulled it too far. <laughs> Here, Benita, I'll help you up. Uh, darling, did you hurt yourself? No, no, it's all right. Just a little accident. Uh, uh, Jack, why don't you get us some menus? We want to order dinner. Certainly. A waiter... Waiter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to order. Shall I bring you a finger bowl? A finger bowl? Well, you're not going to eat with those dirty hands, are you? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Why is it that I always have trouble with you? Every time I run into you, there's an argument. What have you got against me? Well... In the first place... I'm asking him! <laughs> Jack, forget it. Waiter, uh, please give us a menu. Uh, here you are. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, let's see. What are you going to have, Benita? I think I'll have um, shrimp cocktail, roast beef rare, and a baked potato. Uh, very good, madam. I think I'll have a Caesar salad, broiled lobster, and some broccoli. Uh, yes, madam. I'll have some consomme, lamb chops, medium rare, and green peas. Uh, yes, sir. Now, how about you, Arthur Murray? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm still looking at the menu. Well, let's see. Shrimp cocktail, a dollar. <laughs> Soup, 85 cents. Caesar salad, a dollar fifty. Roast chicken, 2.75. Filet mignon. Whoops! <laughs> heaven's sake, Jack, order something, anything. Well, all right, I'll have some oysters. Uh, yes, sir. Half dozen or a dozen? A dozen. Uh, fried or on the half shell? On the half shell. A uh, Blue Point or Olympia? Blue Point. Male or female? <laughs> Wait, how 
can you tell if an oyster is male or female? We look at their driver's license. I knew you'd ask. Go and bring us our food. <laughs> oh, all right. Jack, you still haven't told us the reason for this little party. Well, this marks, uh, Benita, this marks the 19th anniversary of my first appearance on radio. Imagine, 19 years. Ah, how time flies. Well, it's certainly dragging its feet tonight. <laughs> yes. What? What'd you say, Ronnie? Uh, Jack, do you still enjoy doing radio? I mean, after all these years. Yes, yes, Benita, very much. You know something, Jack? I've never told you this, but I heard the very first radio program you ever did. Gee, Ronnie, I didn't know you were such a fan of mine. You listened to the very first program I did? Yes. How have they been since then? <laughs> oh, they... Uh-huh. Ronnie, you mean to say that you haven't listened to me since then? In 19 years? Well, Jack, you see, it's like this. We're out every Sunday. But how can you find places to go every Sunday? It isn't easy. <laughs> well, I can imagine. But then if you go out, you must listen to the radio in your car. Oh, we do, Jack, we do. Oh, well, what's your favorite program? The Halls of Ivy. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Very good, I have friends on it. Well, here comes our food. <laughs> of you like dessert with your coffee? Not me. Nothing for me, thanks. Well, I might as well get the check. No, no, no. Wait a minute, Jack. I'd like to pay the check. No, no, Ronnie. I wouldn't think of letting you. After all, it's my party. Oh, I know, Jack, but I'd feel better if you let me pay. And I'm sure you would, too. <laughs> no, no, Ronnie. I insist. I invited you, so it's my party. No, no. I tell you what, Jack. Let's split the check. Well, it's okay with me, Ronnie, but... You think it would be fair to Mary and Benita? <laughs> Mary, did you hear that? Why do you think I'm working Saturdays at the May Company? <laughs> I heard you, Mary, and I'm taking the check. Oh, waiter, waiter, I want to pay the check. Yeah, I know, I heard you. Well, why don't you hand it to me? The photographer isn't ready yet. <laughs> now, that'll be enough out of you. You better be, you better off paying more attention to your job. Some waiter. Look at the tablecloth and napkin. <laughs> I've never seen such dirty linen. Will you do them for us, Wong Fu? <laughs> That's beside the point. I've never seen such a rude, impertinent waiter in all my life. I've got a good mind. Don't you stamp your tennis shoes at me. <laughs> well, I've taken about all I intend to from you. I'm going to get satisfaction even if I have to take you out in the back alley and thresh you to within an inch of your life. Jack, Jack! Let me alone, Mary. I'm going to show this guy once and for all that he can't get away. And Mr. Coleman, that was the evening you spent with Mr. Benny at the Macambo? Unfortunately, yes. But with all the food you ordered, it must have amounted to quite a bit. Yes, it was about $40. I know, because I finally paid the check. Oh. Well... Oh, wait a minute. Well, how come Mr. Benny's deducting $3.90 on his income tax for that night? Well, that was for cleaning my tuxedo he was wearing. <laughs> he got punched in the nose and knocked down. Who punched him? The waiter? No, Mary. She's a lovely girl. Lovely. <laughs> 
back in just a moment, but first... Friends, we're off to opening day in the ballpark to see who's getting a lucky strike. If you would catch real smoking joy, then let me call the pitch. Get Lucky Strike, the perfect smoke that's always mild and rich. Yes, fans, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. I've umpired ten full seasons and the players all agree. My best decision is my choice of LSMFT. It's fine tobacco that makes Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky, strike today. Friends, stop a minute and think about this. The really important thing about a cigarette is the quality of the tobacco that goes into it. And that is exactly why the makers of Lucky Strike carefully select ripe, light, naturally mild tobacco. The kind of tobacco that makes Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Yes, fine tobacco, and only fine tobacco always gives you a better tasting cigarette. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So light up a Lucky. See how smooth and mellow it is. You'll agree, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Yes, be happy, go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go Lucky, go Lucky Strike today. Remember, Lucky's taste better than any other cigarette. Good night, everybody. Jack Benny program is heard by Armed Forces Overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>